Hello and welcome to Starting Truth by Peter. Um, we're still in chapter two. Um, today's topic is die to sin and live unto righteousness. Die to sin and live unto righteousness. Our scripture is taken from First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-four. It's with say who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you are healed. Um, today we will learn to know what is sin. Before we proceed, we gotta understand what is the meaning of this word sin. The word sin means the act of committing an offense or transgression. The act of what committing an offense or transgression. Um, according to the Hebrew word Jatad and the Greek word Amatia. And also, sin is passing the mark or missing the mark. Sin is what? Missing the mark. From the same, from, from the Hebrew word Jatad and also the Greek word Amatano. It means missing the mark. Therefore, sin is missing the mark or wandering from the path of righteousness and also disobedient to the word of God and so God have placed a standard that they expect you and I to operate in so any time you as a man or individual go out of that standard you have seen you have missed the mark and the word of God helps to understand also in James chapter 4 verse 17 it says therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him it is sin so in other words when you know the right thing and then you did not do the right thing you do the wrong you have sin so sin is disobedient to the world of God so in other words, what God told us to do we must do it we must live how he wants us to live and so when you fail to live how he wants you to live and then you have disobeyed because the scripture helps us to understand that we are no longer on our own but we belong to him because christ has paid the price and so you and i do, do not have our own will our own desire any longer they have been buried they have been crucified and so you and i need to yield on a daily basis to the will of Christ, to the will of Christ, to how He wants us to live, not how He wants you and I to live. Okay, and then um, from our topic also, we say, live, I mean, die to sin and live to righteousness. And so, what does it mean to die to sin? Dying to sin is the act of overcoming the power of sin. And so, when you overcome the power of sin in your life, it means you die to sin. When we read Romans chapter 6, verse 6 to 7, it says, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. With who? With Christ. We are on the cross of Calvary. And so, when Christ was dying on that cross, our old sinful nature was being crucified. And then why? That the body of sin might be done away with. So on the cross of Calvary, he crucified our old sinful nature so that the body of sin 
might be do away with her. So the process of doing or accepting that I'm not, accepting the righteousness of, of, of Christ and then rejecting the sinful nature is the act is what we call dying to sin. And he continues say that we should no longer be slave to sin. For he who has died has been free from sin. He who has died has been what has been free from sin. And so when we also talk about dying to sin, is to do away with the desires of the sinful nature completely. The desires of what the sinful nature completely, depending on what the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you and I cannot afford to do away with it just like that on our own. But the presence of the Holy Ghost that is in us will help us to overcome the desires of that sinful nature out of our life when we read romans chapter 12 and uh, 6 sorry verse 12 we say therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body let's underline the word reign the word reign means to take over to take over so you and i should not allow sin to take over our mortal body so in other words sin have the ability to take over our mortal body but the scripture says we should not allow it to happen and then it continue to read say that you should obey it in its laws because whenever sin take over your body it will subject you it will enslave you and it will cause you to obey whatsoever it commands you to do and so that is the reason why the scripture say we should not allow so in order for you and i to do away with this we have to die to sin we have to kill the flesh we have to crucify the flesh on a daily basis it is also to act to it is also to accept and yield to the power of grace for total dominion over sin and so when they say you die to sin it means you must yield to the power of grace because the word of god helps us to understand in in in, in titus chapter chapter 2 11 it said for the grace of god the grace of god has appeared that teaches us to what deny ungodliness so grace is the power of god that help us to overcome sin it is the power of God that helps us to overcome sin. So when you and I yield ourselves to that power, we will have complete dominion over sin. We will have complete dominion over sin. So the possibility for you to have to 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 have dominion on your own is not there. But when you yield to the power of grace, the grace you will help you 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 have the ability to overcome sin in your life. And you will be able to live a righteous life. Romans six fourteen says something. It says, "Sin is no longer your master, for you are no longer subjected to the law, which enslaves you to sin." You see here. In other words, the law enslaves us to sin. So when you subject yourself to the law, it will enslave you to what? To sin. It says, "Instead, you are free by God's grace. You are free by what? God's grace." So since God's grace has set us free from the law, does this mean we can go on sinning? Of course not. And so we are free by what? God's grace. So it is this same grace that you and I need to yield to so that we will have the power, we will have the authority, we will have the dominion over sin. So when sin wants to raise up, we step on sin. Anytime sin wants to show up, we step, we suppress, we suppress the power of sin. 
and you and I will be free from condemnation. Will be free for condemnation because the word of God says, For there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, those who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So, in other words, when you walk after the desires of the flesh, after the desires of the sinful nature, you will be condemned because the first person to condemn you is your own conscience, it's your own conscience that will condemn you. No matter what you do, no matter the preach you preach, no matter the message you preach, you preach about grace, no matter how you turn the scripture up and down, your own very conscience will condemn you that what you have done is not the right thing. That is the reason why the scripture helps us to understand that there are so many conscience we have. The Holy Spirit in you will let you know that what you're doing is not the right thing. The Holy Spirit will convict you. So you and I need to yield to this grace. And then we also need to understand what is the righteousness. Because the scripture said we should die to sin and live unto righteousness. The Hebrew word for righteousness is, is sadak, which means to be right or be justified. It means to be what? Right or to be justified. Righteousness means to be right or to be justified. This can be used to describe one who has received deliverance from condemnation so once you are you 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 have received deliverance from condemnation you'll be called a right one or righteous person and this um romans chapter 12 verse 1 to 2 say so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to christ jesus imagine those who belong to christ jesus for the power of life-giving spirit has free you through Christ Jesus by the power of sin that leads to death. And the King James Version like this so much. It said, those who walk not after the flesh, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So those who walk after the spirit, they belong to Christ Jesus. But those who walk after the flesh, they, they have not yield to Christ. And so they do not belong to Christ Jesus. There is no way you will tell me that you belong to Christ and then you walk in darkness because the word of God helps us to understand first John he said if you walk in the light as he is in the light you have fellowship with one another you have fellowship with one and other and the blood of Jesus will continue to cleanse you from everything why because you have accept to walk in the light of God you are walking in the glorious light of God. So walking in the light means walking in the spirit. And walking in the spirit means walking in the righteousness of Christ. Walking in the righteousness of Christ. And so you and I have been given that righteousness. And so we need to continue in that righteousness on a daily basis. By crucifying the cross, the cross, the flesh on a daily basis. And also when we talk about righteousnesses, the Greek word also, the kaosun, which is the quality of being, it means the quality of being just or right. Therefore, righteousness is right standing with God. Righteousness is what? Right standing with God. Being justified. Being justified. Right standing with God. And so, you, when you receive the righteousness of Christ, you have the right standing with God. You have the right standing with God. And so, when the word of God, when the scripture says, live unto righteousness, what does it mean? To live unto righteousness is the act of identifying yourself with Christ in your 
in everything you do, in your daily activities, in your action, in your behavior, in your attitude. Because First Corinthians verse six verse nineteen to twenty help us to understand that. You see, oh, do not you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, who lives in you, and was given to you by God. You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. Imagine, you do not belong to yourself. God bought you with what? A high price. So you must honor God with your body. You must honor God with what? With your body. And so if we are talking about living to unto righteousness, it's honoring God with your body on a daily basis. In all you do, in your action, in your behavior, people must see Christ through you. That is the reason why the scripture says, you and I, we are the light of the world. Let your light shine that men will see your good work and glorify your Father who is in heaven. And so, living unto righteousness is letting your light shine. It's letting your light shine so that people outside there will see the good works in you. We see the image, the reflection of Christ, the identity of Christ in you and they will give glory to God. The last time I taught you that holiness means to live a different life. And I want you, I want you and I to understand this name Christian started in Antioch. The believers that we, that, that we are meeting together, they were living a life that was different from other people in the community, in the society. And so when they saw them, they were able to, the, 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 their lifestyle, their characters, we are different from other people. And so they decided to call them Christ-like Christians. And so if you said you are a believer, you are a child of God, your character, your attitude, your behavior must be different from those who are in the world. Because the word of God says we are in this world, but we are not part of this world. And so through our attitude, through our character, our behavior, people must see that different. And so when when the script and when the scripture also said dying to I mean living to, unto righteousness, it means is to accept and live the transformed life. Accept the transformed life and live the transformed life. But I, by the way, when people talking about repentance, the word repentance, repent, repent. Repentance is a change of mind. It's a change of attitude. It's a change of behavior. It's not just to say, God, I have sinned against you. I have lied. And then tomorrow you come again. God, I have sinned against you. And I have lied. No, that's not what you're talking about. That's not repentance. But um, there must be a a change of mind. There must be a change of attitude. There must be a change of behavior. There must be a change of behavior. Change of character. And what you do. So that people will see Christ through you. When we read Romans chapter 12, verse 2, we say, Do not copy the behavior and custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by what? Changing the way you think. And so your mentality, your thinking must be different. Because what you think makes you who you are. What you think makes you who you are. If you are thinking Christ, that is the reason why Paul said, Let his mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Because he knows that when you receive the mind of Christ, 
you will receive the fullness of Christ. When you receive what? The mind of Christ, you will receive the fullness of Christ. Until you receive the fullness of Christ, you are, you are not a Christian. You are not a Christian. You are not saved. And so Christ wants you and I to receive his fullness, his identity, his way of thinking, his way of behaving. That is the reason why he desires you and I to have fellowship with him. He gave us the authority, he gave us the power to exercise dominion over the forces of darkness. Because once you have power over sin, you have power over the forces of darkness. You have power over the man of sin. Once you have power over the man of sin, you have power over sin itself. Because the man of sin is Satan. His mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But the word of God helps us to understand that Christ has come to give life and to give life in abundance. And so you and I must not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but we should allow Jesus Christ to transform us by the way we think, by changing the way we think. He said, he continued, he said, then you will know what God wants you to do and you will know how good and pleasing and perfect his will is. So you will not know what God wants you to do until you live a transformed life. You will not know your way out until you live a transformed life. In other words, until you repent, until you change. The transformed life, accepting the transformed life, eh, is accepting the identity of Christ. It's accepting the mind of Christ and letting go the old sinful nature, the old defiled mind that was focused on materialism, that was focused on immorality, that was focused on this act completely, that was focused on hatred, envy, jealousy, and backbiting. So we have to let go of those minds. When we talk about um, living a righteous life or living unto righteousness, it's also to yield completely to God's will. God wants you and I to yield completely to His will and let go our own will. Whenever you try to please your desire, you are disobeying God. Romans chapter 6 verse 13 to 14. It says, Do not let any part of your body become a tool of wickedness to be used for sinning instead give yourself completely to god since you have been given new life you have been given new life and so give yourself give this new life completely to god let god be the driver let god hold the wheels of your life let it take you through let it drive you too and so that you will see his glory you experience his glory you experience you will see his light in your life because he knows best for you he knows what you need more than what you think you need and he continues say and use your whole body as a tool to do what is right for the glory of god sin is no longer your master for you are no longer subjected to the law which enslaves you to sin instead you are free by god's grace so if you are free by god's grace give your whole self to god Give everything about you to God. Allow God to rule over your life. Allow Him to be the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings in your life. 
And remember, we are in this world, but we are not part of this world. When you let the devil rule you, he will use you. When he use you, he will misuse you. So do not let the devil use you. Do not let the devil rule you, because when he rules you, he will use you. And when he uses you, he will misuse you. But when God uses you, he will build you. That is the reason why he told us that he will make us. And even when he sent the missionaries, when he sent the disciples in the world, he said, go and make disciples. And so God wants to make us because he is the potter. We are the clay. He got all the power to form us into that beautiful image of his. He said, I create. He created you and I in his image and likeness. And so he wants you and I to experience his power. He wants you and I to experience, to feel the manifestation of his work in our life, his wonders. He has given us dominion. And so we should yield ourselves to him. We should live according to righteousness. And so when the word of God says, live unto righteousness, he's also telling you that live unto Christ. Because Christ is the righteousness of God. Christ is the righteousness of God. So he's also telling you and I to live unto Christ or to live in Christ or to live like Christ or to live with Christ. To live with Christ. Now let's get some of the benefits of righteousness. Number one, victory over sin and the penalties. According to Romans chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. He said the sins, the sin of this one man Adam causes death to rule over us but all who receive God's wonderful gracious gift of righteousness will live in triumphant over sin and death through this one man Jesus Christ yes Adam one sin is brought yes Adam's one sin brought condemnation upon everyone but Christ one act of righteousness make all people right in God's sight and gives them life glory to God and so when you continue to live unto righteousness you have victory over sin you have victory over sin and the penalties of sin why because Christ has destroyed the works of darkness he has destroyed the powers of sin he has paid the price so yielding to Christ we help you or we give you dominion over sin and its penalty. Another thing that gets benefit of, 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 of righteousness when you live unto righteousness is the crown of righteousness. When you live according to, when, when you live unto righteousness, you will receive the crown of righteousness. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 to 8. It says, I have bought, I hear say, I have fought a good fight. That is Paul speaking. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. I have what? Remained faithful. So in other words, Apostle Paul continue in righteousness. He did what? Continue in what? Righteousness. Because righteousness is faithfulness. It's faithfulness to the will of God. Faithfulness to the word of God also. He said, and now the price awaits me, the crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that great day of his return and the price is not just for me but for all who eagerly look forward to his glorious return so there is a crown of righteousness awaiting every one of us that will continue to live a faithful life in christ that will not backslide 
that will not preach nonsense messages save once forever. But we pray, we, we live according to the will of God. We, we, we study the scripture. We believe every cover of the word of God. We don't pick and choose the word of God. Believe, obey God. Because today what I'm seeing is this. Like people are doing what as King Saul did. When the Lord instructed him, he decided to do his own for his own selfish ambition. And so today some of us we are choosing the word of God. Which one is good for us? Which one is not good for us? Because we don't want to obey God. We don't want to obey God. So there are certain scripture that we say this one is not for us. It's for the Old Testament people. This one is not for us. This one is for these people. But you have decided to choose the one the same for you. That pleases you. That is complete disobedience to the word of God. You and I must remain faithful to the word of God. What God says we must do is what we should do. Not what man says. Not what man says. But what God says you should do is what you should do. You should always try to please God. And you will see the hand of God upon your life. And you will receive that crown of life. Crown of righteousness. Another benefit again is this. You will be anointed with the oil of joy. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8 to 9. It says, But his son, he says, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. Your royal power is expressed in righteousness. You love what is right and hate what is wrong. Therefore, God your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. And so, when you decide to live the right life, and it is for Christ, when you decide to live the right of the, 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 the right life, our Lord will anoint you. He will promote you. He will elevate you. He will bless you and enlarge your coast because you become a best friend to Christ, to God. He will also grant you the great the, 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 the entrance to the growth of the, the, the throne of grace. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, So let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Therefore, there we will receive his mercy and will find grace to help us when we need. When we are in need. So that grace will always be there available for you. When you decide to live unto righteousness. The grace of God will always be there for you. We always, when you need help, when you are praying, when you are fasting, to win souls, everything you need, the grace will be there abundantly for you. Also, it's an opportunity to have fellowship with Him. First John chapter one verse six to seven says, "He says so. We are, we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living spiritual darkness." We are not living in truth, but if we are living in the light of God's presence, just as Christ is, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus' Son cleans us from every sin. So when you decide to walk in the light, as He is in the light, you have fellowship with Him. The word fellowship means common sharing. You will share in the power of God. You will share in the blessings of God, the love of God. All these things you will receive because you have decided to live unto righteousness and God will bless you bountifully. For conclusion again, the word of God helps us to understand is 
first peter chapter 2 verse 24 he said he personally carried away our sins in his own body on the cross so we can be dead to sin and so jesus christ has paid play his own part and we have our own parts our own part is to believe in his word obey his word and live according to his word and we'll see his glorious wonders happen in our life and the scripture say by his strife we are healed we are healed from every infirmity we are healed from sins and diseases we are delivered completely because the word salvation means deliverance and once your soul is delivered you are delivered from every aspect of your life once your soul is saved you are saved completely because that is the reason why the scripture helps us to understand. He said, Behold, I wish above all things that you will prosper in health even as your soul prospereth. So prosperity comes, starts from your souls. Once your soul is prosper, prosperous, it will affect every area of your life. I pray that God will bless you as you decide to live unto righteousness, as you decide to die unto sin and live unto righteousness today. God will bless you. Wherever you are, I just want you to pray that God will grant you the grace to overcome sin, to live a, a, a dominion, to have dominion over sin. Thank you, Jesus. I pray God for that grace that your people will have dominion over sin and the penalties of sins. That they will live according to your will, that your name will be glorified. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen.